Welcome to Awake to Oneness Radio. I am Caroline Chang, your host. The mission of Awake to Oneness Radio is to inspire the world to awaken to the universal truth of oneness. Science is now teaching us that all life is interconnected and interdependent. Spirituality and ancient wisdom has been teaching the truth of oneness for eons. So what you do to another person, you're literally doing to another aspect of yourself. And when mankind awakens to the truth of oneness, there will be peace on earth. Today's show topic is forgiveness made easy with Barbara J. Hunt. Barbara is an author, a musician, and a life coach. She is amazing. Um, We connected through email, and I invited her to be a guest. Welcome, Barbara, to Awake to Oneness Radio. Thank Thank you, you Caroline. And Barbara is connecting with us all the way from the UK. So it's much later there. Barbara, are you still there? Because your your screen is frozen. Is it? Yeah, I am still here. Okay. Yeah. Well, we can still hear you. So I think we'll just um, keep on rolling, as they say. And sometimes okay. that could be internet connection. So, mm-hmm. but we we see your picture and we hear you good. Okay, Barbara, please. Like I said, um, I did um, get to meet you via the internet. And can you share a little bit of your journey, your spiritual awakening with our listeners who may not be familiar with you? Yes, sure. Thanks. Um, Well, actually, it did start quite a long time ago when I was about the age of 15. Um, Before that, I was brought up in a Catholic household Mm -hmm. by practicing Catholics. And so I already had a, a, a religious background. And then when I was 15, somebody introduced me to the book, Jonathan Livingston Seagull. Okay. And, and that are such deep questions that I became interested in the, the deeper spiritual part of life. And, um, and as I went through my 20s, I was just more and more interested. And there were a few bookshops in London where they had spiritual books like A Course in Miracles and A Return to Love and Shakti Gawain. And so that was really where my spiritual path veered away from the Catholic Church. And I started looking into other spiritual um, information. And, um, and then since then, I've, I've been initiated as a Sufi, and I also have pra- done Buddhist practitioning and also evolutionary spirituality and study with Craig Hamilton and studied with him for the last seven years. So I think I'm a, um, a gourmet, a gourmand of, of all different kinds of spirituality, but I think at the heart of it is exactly what you're saying, you know, with your show, which is that there is, you know, the, the oneness that's underneath everything and the way we could be with each other i think i'm really interested in not just in the theory but how do we live together in a different way that is so beautiful and it yes i i also i came from a catholic background but never was my family was never catholic um my mom became episcopalian but she her father was a baptist minister and um, my dad grew up Baptist. So, but my parents wanted me to get a good education and this was in the early 60s. Um, So they sent me and my brother to Catholic school. And so we had religion, we had Catholic religion every day in school, even though we weren't Catholic. So I do definitely understand. I remember going to mass. I remember having lots and lots of questions because what they, the dogma, that they were teaching just didn't make sense to me at four and five years old. But I was raised, my, my parents were very strict, especially my dad. And he was, he said, children are to be seen and not heard. So even though I had all these questions, I couldn't ask these (laughs) questions. So I think I would say my spiritual curiosity started as young as four and five years old, because what I was being taught, just didn't resonate with my young spirit, you know, my young self was like, ah, that doesn't make sense, you know, but I couldn't question it at the time, and, but as I got older, I was able to discover those books, more and more books, um, I would say one of my first books in my, um, 20s or, or early 30s was, um, oh, it was by, um, 
tokenism that bad. It's the, the message, Messages from the Masters by Dr. Brian Weiss. That was mm-hmm. one of the first books, but there's so many books. I, well, my favorite book is Power of Now. Mm-hmm. And I, yes, and I'm just mm-hmm. now reading Eckhart Tolle's second book, A New Earth. So, yes. Uh, yes I, yeah, I, they're wonderful. Yes, yeah. yes. And, and also, actually, I didn't put in Neil Donald Walsh's um, Conversations yes. with God because I, w- I loved all of those too. Yes, and he yeah. just released the 10th the, uh, in the series. Well, actually, it's, it's 10 books, but it's, it's book four. Conversations with God, book four, was just released mm-hmm. last year. Yes, and Neil mm-hmm. is also, uh, I love Neil. Uh, I, and actually, I came late. I had the books, Conversations with God, book one, and book two on my shelf since the late nineties, but I didn't read it until like the last four or five years. So when I actually read them, but it was like, I love reading those materials now because it, it just reinforces the oneness, reinforces mm-hmm. what I know in my heart to be true. And I always say to my listeners, I'm not preaching anything. I am not, I'm not a teacher, I'm not a guru, I'm not a preacher. I am sharing what resonates as true for me. And what mm-hmm. I invite my listeners to do is to go within and, and live what resonates as true for them. Yes. Mm-hmm. So yes. please, so like you said, living it, that is now, I think that's where we're at. It's like knowing the truth of oneness now, mm-hmm. but knowing it is one thing and knowing it from an intellectual level our heart level is a two different things because some people know it intellectually, but knowing it in, in the, from a heart level is where you actually start to live that truth. So please mm-hmm. share what you, you're up to in the, in the book, your title of your book, Forgiveness Made Easy. I love that. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, it's funny because um, I was, I've, I've been interested in forgiveness ever since I first did a training course. There was a, um, a training course called at the time it was called more to life. No, sorry, it was called the life training and it became the more to, more to life training. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it was, it was created by two Episcopal priests mm-hmm. and their question was, um, to themselves was we, we preach all of this good stuff on a Sunday, but right. how do we get people to actually live it in the week in between? Yeah. So they, they really, they had this, yes, but how? And so there, they were interested in doing experiential learning. So doing exactly as you described so that you uh, are able to practice these, the tenets, you know, even like the Christ's love your neighbor as yourself. Yes. Sounds simple, but actually it's an incredibly profound teaching and most of us don't really practice it very well in the, in our real lives. Yes. And so, so I was, I first came across um, the idea of forgiveness as a practice at that training and, um, and, but having, and that was like 20 something years ago and just watching to see how hard it was to actually live the practice mm-hmm. and even people who were involved in that organization, you know, the, the, the struggles that they had to, to live it. And so I was, I was really curious because to me, forgiveness is probably the most profound spiritual practice that there is because yes. it has such depth along, along probably up there with meditation. Yes. But, but forgiveness, because it means you have to, you have to be humble. You have to be willing to question your assumptions. You have to put yourself in the shoes of the other. You have to be willing to let go of, of all of the um, the resentment and the grievances, which actually the ego likes, so so there's it's actually quite a complex thing. And what I what I was witnessing in my coaching practice was there were certain things that I could do with my clients that would really help them to forgive. And if they didn't do those things, their forgiveness would somehow be incomplete or mm-hmm. or not completely sincere. And so I, I, was, I just became really interested in what works. And I, and I love experiential learning. I love doing process work with people. I love the journey. Um, I've done some um, Brandon-based training um, in, in journey work. So, uh, so I, was, I was synthesizing different things. What, what's going to work to make forgiveness really powerful and practical? Mm-hmm. And so, that's, so that was really... Um, what I was trying to undo, I was trying to look at, well, what gets in the way of forgiveness? Because most people, we know it's important. 
we have exemplars who seem you know they're able to forgive extraordinary things yes. um people who like eva core who could forgive her doctor abuser in the in auschwitz um uh you know gandhi or martin luther king um you know all the kind of um the, the great exemplars who almost seem like they can forgive things or even the Dalai Lama forgiving yes. the Chinese. You just think, well, how are they able to do that? Where I, when I find it hard to stop feeling irritated by my husband who keeps leaving the toothpaste <laughs> lid off. You know, so, so, there's, yes. so there's a real um, yes. difference in, in the practical application for me in my daily life, yes. as opposed to reserving forgiveness for big trauma or accidents or, you know, like the dire experiences of life. And I yes. think most of the ex exemplars we have are of extremes and so that kind of means that a lot of people aren't necessarily noticing that they are carrying grievances mm -hmm. and they haven't and that, that that that's what's in the way of having a really intimate marriage or feeling okay about your kids or just you know friendships and so when i when i encountered this idea of forgiveness and um some some of that teaching i put into my book too mm -hmm. was was they they had you write a list of all the people that you needed to forgive and I just thought, well, probably everybody I've ever met, you know, like to <laughs> some degree or other. And not that I'm a massively resentful person, but just ah, right, in right. daily life, you just think, well, the postman should do that differently. And my teacher should have done that differently. <laughs> and that person should have been like that. And that person should have been like that. And that time when they did that thing, you know, mm -hmm. and so we, we, we build up resentment all the time. And, and what we tend to do is not consciously release it until sometimes it builds up and then it all splits out and spoils relationships. Right. And well, so I, that's what I was interested in. Yeah, well, this is amazing. And I do want you to share those um, processes. But um, one of the things that helped me a lot to understand, first of all, like I said, it all for me, everything goes back to oneness. And when we understand that we're not separate, like Jesus taught, love your neighbor as yourself, because Jesus knew your neighbor was literally yourself. So mm -hmm. you love your, so when I, when I really take oneness at its core, and then there, you, we mentioned Neil Donald Walsh. Um, there's a children's book. I don't know if you have, I bought it for my grandson. It's called mm -hmm. The Little Soul in the Sun. Mm -hmm. And it's all about our soul, our spirit, before we come into this incarnation. And we're actually up there looking for people, our other souls. It's like, okay, I need you to help me wake up when I go there. Because I know I'm going to be asleep. I know I'm going to forget my connection to God, connection to oneness, connection to all that is. So I need someone to help me wake up. So I need you to be mean to me. We actually... <laughs> And before we come into this incarnation, we actually ask those people, those people that we said that have we feel have done the worst things to us. We literally, in spirit, ask them to do those things so we can remember who we are. So one of the processes I've used in the past, a few years ago, I did make that list. I made a list of people I felt that really, really helped, not little things like the postman or something like that, but big things that I felt mm -hmm. people really, really hurt me. Mm -hmm. I wrote a list and I actually wrote thank you cards to each mm -hmm. of those people for just, and in the thank you card, I just said, thank you for being you because knowing me knowing knowing that in spirit i asked them and they're just mm -hmm. playing they're just doing exactly what i asked them to do from a spirit perspective and it's very hard for the human mind to mm -hmm. wrap their mind around this concept i asked yeah. someone to be mean to me yes you did because whatever happens to you you have orchestrated from a spiritual level. So I did, and some of those, like some of those cards, I actually had addresses to actually mail off. Some of them I just wrote and didn't have contact information. But long as I wrote the card to that person, it, it helped to release, like you said, the resentment. Now, the other mm -hmm. aspect of that, no, we're not gonna forget. We can't, we're not gonna forget what was done. But when we understand from a higher spiritual perspective that we orchestrated it and that person is not separate. So going back to the oneness, that person's not separate. We ask them to do it. We can release that resentment. So, yes. Yeah. 
yeah i mean that's that's a very profound practice to be able to to be able to do that and that that is a testament to your spiritual path and 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 what you and how you've been with your life and 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 i think some of what i've done with forgiveness made easy is to sort of almost like to to do the preliminary steps mm -hmm. so that somebody would be able to to make those kinds of connections and and really just starting where you are because i think some of what gets in the way with forgiveness is that we we think we know what it is but we're not really sure mm -hmm. and and to get really clear so i use a definition in the book which is from Kay Bradford Brown from the Mortal Life Organization. And he says that forgiveness is the absolute refusal to hold ill will against someone for what they did or didn't do. And I, and I really like that because it gives us, it's, it, so we're the one who's holding the ill will and we're choosing whether or not we hold on to it or whether or not we let it go. And that seems really important because it's not about who did what or apportioning blame or you know so it, it and and for some people who may not believe the same as you do that it, it just being able to just say well whatever the reason even if i didn't make an agreement i can choose whether or not i hold that ill will so it, it puts it back in your hands and and also because sometimes we think that forgiveness means condoning unacceptable behavior no and exactly or that we're lying down and letting people walk all over us or we're not really standing up for justice or saying what's right and you can still sue people and pursue justice and not hold ill will you don't have to hate them you can you can you can still pursue what's right and uh, but you can you can you're the one who chooses whether or not you hold on to the ill will so so really what i've done in the book is i've tried to identify the five most common obstacles mm -hmm. that get in the way before we can get to where, where you are to be right. able to, to see the gift in what's happened. That, um, you know, and, and the, no, I was just going to say, I'm so, so glad you said that about, cause it's not about being a doormat. It's not about speaking up for what you feel is right. Um, cause it, it's always, I always say it's also how you do it. Cause you could speak up for what you know is right with a loving, attitude you can still and without yeah. the, all that energy that neg you can do it in a with loving energy and not negative you know not lower vibe. i don't even like to use the word negative i because everything's vibration and you, you could do it with a high vibration or you could do it with a low vibration mm -hmm. and it always yeah, feels exactly. so People say to me all the time now, oh, you're upset. And I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm just, I'm just speaking up for what I believe is correct. But I'm mm -hmm. not upset at all. I have no, when I say upset to me feels like a low vibration. And I have no low vibration right now. I have nothing but the utmost high vibration, but I am going to speak in love what I believe is correct. Yes, so, exactly. Yes. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And you can, you can choose to do things. In fact, funnily enough, I saw, I don't know if you've seen the movie Embrace. Have you seen that? No, I haven't. It's I have by, to check it out. It's by an Australian woman who's talking about um, female body image and, mm -hmm. and all the effects of advertising and photoshopping and how many young girls and women have very poor self-image uh, you know, in terms of their, their physical appearance and yes. who they think they are. Mm -hmm. And one of the things she told tells you in the in the, in the movie is about um, Grand Theft Auto, one of the one of the video games, mm -hmm. which is incredibly violent. I won't bore you with the details, but as soon as I found out that how detrimental it was to women, mm. I started a petition um, mm. to the government in the UK to say okay. that any video games that are abusive to women they should be banned. That if, mm. if we want to stop the, you know, the hashtag me too, if we want to really change the way men treat women and yes. the way women think of themselves, we need to legislate and do things. So I didn't hate anyone, mm -hmm. but I took action. Yes. So, so it's, so it's, so that's, that's kind that's sort of like the, but what I'm trying to say is, is yes. you, you can really take a clear stand and say, not on my watch. These things are unacceptable. Young boys playing video games that are abusive to women they're training their brains mm. because that you know when you're playing a video game that's, yes. that's how you train a pilot to yes. fly a plane exactly. on a video simulation so what, exactly. what are we simulating in our boys brains okay i mean, I mean maybe there's some girls who play no that, no but, that is so true yeah. um and, and just as a society a global society all the violence 
I mean, I have a, a seven-year-old grandson, and he knows he's not able to watch cartoons with violence. Can you hear me okay? Because your your picture is yes, frozen. Yes, fine. Okay. Am I frozen again? Yeah, oh, no, sure. it's it's okay. Long as the audio is good, because we can see and we can see your beautiful okay. face. So all is good. But no, I I speak I speak on this uh, subject that you're talking about. Um, the violence in cartoons, the violence in, in video games. And we wonder when um, when we hear of a school shooting where a teenager kills another uh, classmate or even a teenager killing their parents, when we hear these things, we're like, oh my God, but we're breastfeeding. And I use this word, we're breastfeeding our, our children on violence. And like you said, the... Um, the um, to be uh, disrespectful of women. We're breastfeeding that to our children, and and we wonder why society yeah. is the way it is. So I I agree with you a thousand mm -hmm. percent. Yeah. Yeah. So, but please share. You were saying that in the book you have um, um, certain. You said five things that are mm -hmm. are kind of standing yeah. in the way of people releasing that. So can you please share that with us? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's great. Thanks. So, so the, um, the, the first one is having a definition that works mm -hmm. and that, and that is absolutely key. And it really helps to just see it as refusing to hold ill will. That's the, the, the simplest that it gets. You, you choose not to hold the resentment or the grievance. And um, so that's, that's the first obstacle is having a definition and actually knowing what it is that you're talking about because uh -huh. then it means you're not trying to condone things that are not condonable and it doesn't mean you're letting people walk all over you and it doesn't mean you're being taken for granted and it doesn't mean you have to reconcile. That's the other thing. You don't have to go back into a relationship when you've right. forgiven somebody. It doesn't mean you stay with your abuser or, you know, all of those things. So it's really important that that is a very clear line. Right. And then this, the second obstacle that I talk about is, um, is vulnerability because sometimes holding onto resentment feels like power. And in fact, another great quote from Brad Brown is resentment is the power of the powerless. So sometimes what happens when we think that we can't make a choice. So when we're little, or when we have no power, we think that holding on to resentment feels like somehow it's protective of us. It's, it feels like it's power, it feels like it protects us from the pain. And if you say, for example, you have an abusive parent, if you shut down and you hold on to your grievance, it's a, it's a bit like it, you know, like in the Course of Miracles, they call it a dark shield of grievance. It acts, it's, it's in the way between me and you. Right. So, you. so you can't get me because my resentment's there. And it right. feels like I've got something to hold on to. And so we feel like if we don't hold on to our resentment, that, we've got, that we're exposing ourselves and we're vulnerable and we can be hurt and that we can't protect ourselves. So, so I talk about that in the, in the first part of the book because it's really important that we understand that we are, we're using the resentment in a particular way because mm -hmm. this, this is a bit like the other thing that I, that's important about the book is, is it's undoing all of the, um, it's a bit like the recipe mm -hmm. that means we don't forgive. So it's, it's looking at, oh, well, it's that and it's that and it's that and it's that. And it can be any of those five things or a combination of those five things that makes it hard. Right. And once you take the, each one of those out of the equation, then it's much easier. That's right. why it's called forgiveness made easy. It's easier to forgive. And hopefully by the end of the book, you'll be actually wanting to forgive because you'll realize that there are so many downsides to, to, thinking about it or holding on to the resentment and um, that you'll actually really want to forgive. And right. so, so the vulnerability piece is, is really important because, because we're afraid that we're going to get damaged or open ourselves up to more abuse. And mm -hmm. you can see also how that links back to the first one, because if you think that forgiveness is saying, oh, that's okay, um, then right. that is going to make you feel vulnerable. Whereas right. if you know that forgiveness is about not holding the ill will, then it's not so much of a risk. Exactly. And when you yeah. understand that holding on to that energy only hurts you, it's not hurting that other person. Exactly. Yeah, it's really only hurting you. And yeah. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Have you, have you heard that? There's a couple of great examples of that. One of them is um, resentment is like setting yourself on fire and hoping the smoke will bother the other person. <laughs> I've never I really, heard that, but that's great. I really like that one. <laughs> that is yeah. really good. Yeah, yeah, that is really good. 
Yeah. So, and also, uh, I just want to share another example of you were saying earlier. You were talking about these uh, these examples, these you know really amazing examples of people who have forgiven. And I don't recall the name of this gentleman. There was a documentary on YouTube called Humans, and this one gentleman who is in prison, and he shares his story. Um, he's in prison for killing a woman and her son. And um, he's, so he's talking about how he only, the first time in his life he ever experienced love was by this lady's mom who comes to prison mm -hmm. and treats him like a son. I mean, this, so her name is Agnes. And she mm -hmm. comes to prison and she shows this young man love. And this man killed her daughter and grandchild. And wow. she, and he's, he's in tears just expressing how this is the first time in his life he's ever experienced true love from someone. And you would think, how could, you know, from normal human consciousness um, mindset, how could this woman ever forgive this man? And now she treats him like a son and loves him mm -hmm. and, and takes care of, you know, goes to visit him and, you know, treats him like, like he's her son, you know, with love and forgiveness, you know. So that's an, a, just an amazing example of mm -hmm. what true, true forgiveness of something that you would think, how can anyone ever forgive? Yes, exactly. And yeah. and and I think that those exemplars, they they call us to a to a, to they, I mean, well, they're inspiring. And yes. they, they call us to, you know, saying if, if it's if it's possible to forgive this, even yes. this, which is like the worst of the worst. Yes. You know, really, why can't you forgive your boss or yes, you know, whatever it is. But but again, you know, back to the you know the intention with the book is for it to be very practical and yes. for people to think about their daily practice. You know, I mean, you might not do forgiveness daily, daily, but you, but you, I mean, what my personal practice. And right. has been for a couple of decades is to write the name if I'm noticing or just thinking, oh no, I'm resenting so and so again. Mm -hmm. I'll write them in the back of my book, and I, okay. I tell a little story in the book about um, there was a, a, a woman who lived nearby, and a few a few other friends said, oh, I'm sure you get on really well, and you know you, you're very similar, and you get on very well. But we never connected. I, I didn't really, we didn't sort of hit it off at all, and. Um, and sometimes she would show up at a dance class and I even offered her a lift one time and she said, oh no, I prefer to travel on my own. So I thought, mm, okay. But then mm -hmm. the little bits of resentment, they start, they start building up. And, mm -hmm. um, and then, um, so I realized, I just thought, actually, yeah, no, I need to do some forgiveness work on this woman. So I wrote her down in my book and then I took the time to do the forgiveness work. And then the next day I went into a, a health food store and she was there at the counter and I was in a bit of a rush. And so I said, oh, can I just quickly get these? And she went, oh, you go first. You know, and she was all kind of like, and I just like, I've just forgiven you. And I'm going to have to forgive you all over again now. And the, but the really nice, happy ending to that story is she and I are really, really good friends now. Really oh. good friends. And I think that's because I was willing to do my work again and you know and again back to the teaching by jesus you know when you know when he said how many times should i forgive my brother he didn't go oh just the once or or only if it's really extreme circumstances you know right. he said 70 times seven which i yes. think is another way of just saying all the time all the time so yes. yeah yes. yeah yes yeah. So, so, there, so there are, I mean, the, the gifts are, you know, the, the, like you said, like forgiveness is always for you. Always, yes. always, always, because you're the one who's now not setting yourself on fire. And yes. the other person probably isn't bothered by the smoke because they're not even in the same room. And so it's, it's it, 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 all of the, the kind of angst and stress in your body is right. in you. And in fact, I, somebody sent me an article the other day. It's really great. Friends always send me articles. Anything that's about forgiveness, they send, they send it to me. So have you seen this? Have you seen this? And um, one of the things I got through the other day was um, a quote from somebody in, a, in Time magazine saying that, if you do your forgiveness work, so self-forgiveness, which we yes. can talk about as well, that's another whole thing, mm -hmm. and, and um, forgiveness of, of others, you can reduce your stress load to, to effectively you know, what they call zero, as in mm -hmm. statistically zero. So it's, it's so minimal that you can, you can release all of your stress if you do your forgiveness work. Which, you know, and, and to do with mental, I mean, there's so many mental health issues, you know, I don't know if it's the same in the States as it is oh, yes. here, but yes. it's getting increasingly more and more obvious that, that our mental health is in a terrible state. 
And if you can do things about that, because yes. you can do your forgiveness work. And, that, and the other thing I love about this, it's, it's you, you're the one who's in charge. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you, it's you deciding whether or not you choose to let go of your ill will. And exactly. there's, no, there's no government that's going to force you to do that and no religion that's going to force you to do that. But it's, it's you getting yourself out of your own hell. Yes, this is true. This is so true because we do we create all of this anxiety is we create it. It's not being created. It all comes from within. And like you said, self forgiveness it starts. It starts forgiveness starts with self. You really, I truly believe everything starts from within. And it's really to to speak of forgiving others without forgiving yourself is like. Go, putting the cart before the horse, you know, you, you definitely have to work on self-forgiveness. I think it, it starts with self-forgiveness. Then you start to make that list and, and look at who, how you can forgive the others in your life that you're holding, because only you, you know, when you're holding resentment, you know, mm-hmm. and that's wonderful. Yeah. That story about the lady that you, you became friends with. That yeah. is great. That yeah. is great. Yes. So we, I think you got up to number three of the obstacles. Yeah. So the obstacles. So so the first one is knowing what it is and isn't. The second one is vulnerability. And the third one is ego. Mm. So it's, it's the, it's the place of um, everything that we know about ourselves and that we believe about ourselves, you know, that in our, in our little contracted um, self image, Mm-hmm. It's that that we're afraid is going to get hurt. If you think about when people say something that annoys you, if, if you are seeing yourself as one being, you know, like you're saying, you can't, you can't be hurt by what somebody says because it's, it's not true just because they say it. Right. But if, you, if, but if you're identified and you, with somebody, you know, somebody says, oh, you're stupid and you secretly believe that you're stupid or mm-hmm. you haven't, you know, worked on that belief yourself, then right. you, might, you might feel hurt but that doesn't mean that it's true. And so the thing that we're protecting is the ego. And I always think of it a bit like, um, I don't mean it in the psychotherapeutic sense of a, of a healthy ego. I, I mean it more in the Course in Miracles sense of, of the part of us that is, it's, it's pre-programmed with um, beliefs and attitudes and behaviors that are unconscious. Mm-hmm. And so, and, and, it's, and it does go back to, to attachment theory, you know, as in, how do you relate to your parents and your primary carers? And then you're going to do things in a particular way according to how you were treated and depending on whether or not you were um, treasured or whether or not you were abused. So that's right. So there are, there are going to be differences in everybody's ego, but it's always, it's always the egos that are in conflict. Yes. You know, if you think, if you think about it, that's where the resentment is, is between, it's, it's not, it's not between people's hearts. It's right. between who they think they are. And, and the ego, the best way that I know to describe it is the part of us that thinks of it our, it ourselves as better than mm. or less than yes. or separate from other people. Exactly. And so it's, it, that's the part that gets involved in, in resentment. Exactly. And, and that, again, most mm-hmm. people aren't aware that it's their ego and their self-image that's taking umbrage. You know, when somebody says something to them and that's exactly. part of it, well, how dare they, you know, it's, 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 it's that. and not and not your true nature not your spiritual not your true self yes exactly like i said i'm just now in the process of reading a new earth by eckhart tolle it speaks a lot about and for me the ego part of us is the part that identifies exactly what you said uh, identifies with being separate identifies with being the little self or the bigger self you know all of that and not our true self because our yes. true self is love, unconditional love, just like God is unconditional love. So are we, that's our true self. And when we mm-hmm. identify with our true self, our being, then we, it's so easy. Like you said, we understand to let all of that resentment go. And like mm-hmm. you said, letting go of resentment is not agreeing to be walked over. It's not um, saying you agree to, bad behavior. It's none of that. It's just saying, I'm not going to hold ill will for anyone exactly. and myself, exactly. myself included. Uh, yeah. Yeah, oh, exactly. Yes. Es- especially. In yes. Myself. Yeah, exactly. yes. Yeah. Yes. And, and so, so related to the ego thing is the secret thing that we get out of holding onto resentment. 
And so this is, this is the other part, which I think is really important is mm -hmm. that we get things out of holding onto resentment. So I, I already talked about the protection. So that can be sometimes what we get, we get the protection mm -hmm. or, or a defense. The other thing we can get is when somebody, when you're holding resentment against someone, you feel justified in behaving towards them in a particular way. Yes. You know, um, and another friend of mine yes. used to joke about sometimes um, a friend of his would be on the phone and she'd be going, oh yes, sweetheart, yes, yes, yes. What? You know, and just like this real kind of like difference in her attitude when she was interrupted by somebody else. And so, oh, right. sweet. And, 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 it's, and so the, the um, having resentment in, in the field between you, is like you, sometimes you can use it as an excuse for treating somebody badly or shutting down or not being connected to them. Or you can also use it like, a, like the story of being a martyr or a victim. Yes. And, and I'm not saying that sometimes people aren't victims of other people's behavior because some people are, but it's, it's using the resentment as a way of holding the story in place because you then identify like your ego mm -hmm. identifies as somebody who was abused or who, mm -hmm. who didn't have this experience or who was let down. And then again, you're, you're not in your true, you know, capital S self. You're right. identified with your ego. And again, you're using that as an excuse to be less than who you really are. Right. And so, so this, this is almost like, this is like a secret trading that goes on. And that this is why most people aren't conscious. A, I think some of the problem is a lot of people don't know that they need to forgive. They don't, they don't, it's not in the consciousness. They don't think, oh, well, the reason why I need to you know, improve my relationship with my husband, I need to forgive him. They're just thinking, well, no, he just needs to behave the way I want him to. You know, exactly. he just, if he just did the things I want him to do, then I would be, you know, I, yes. then I would be okay. So, so yes. this is the, kind of like the conditional love where if, if you do the things I want you to do, then I'll love you and treat yes. you, you, you know, whereas, exactly. uh, whereas we've got this secret trading of resentment and, I, and I'll, I'll shut down on certain things because you're not doing the things that I want you to. And, and I'll, and I'll give to other people who are. And so we can also get the moral high ground. We get a lot of, you know, like, well, at least I'm not like him, whoever, you know, that right. is or her, you know, right. so we, we think we're better than other people. And so again, resentment is the currency. So we're trading the whole time. And so sometimes when I work with people, one of my clients one-to-one, -one, mm -hmm. and I say, um, are you willing to forgive? You know, this is after several parts of the process. Right. And they say, no, mm -hmm. there's going to be two reasons. One is either they haven't said everything that they need to say to the person because the way I work is in imaginary dialogue. Mm -hmm. But the other reason is because they're getting something out of it. They're mm. secretly getting something out of holding on to the resentment. And actually, most often if it's with um, abused, if they've been abused in the child, uh, as a child, mm. it often is the protection and they'll use the protection so they don't feel the pain mm. or feel like they don't feel the pain. The truth is, you know, behind, behind the resentment, the pain's there anyway. Yes. And actually, you're then, it's like you're carrying it around. Sometimes when I do a demonstration because I work on a, a retreat once every 10 weeks, I mean, mm. uh, uh, 10 times a year once a month mm -hmm. and um, um i do a demo of this and i'm carrying a big um bean bag around with me right. to just like show it's, it's a bit like the accumulation of the resentment over time you often end up with a huge big um bag. amount of resentment yeah and yes. sometimes I, i'll put a big sofa cushion on my clients laps and so mm -hmm. they get a feel that that's what they're carrying around with them and behind the big sofa cushion is this pain Right. And, and so that's, that's one of the reasons why they don't want to let it go. And so this, this secret currency, this trading of the ego, that, yes. that's another thing that's been invisible. So, yes. so you can just imagine. So you don't know yes. what forgiveness means. You don't know that you're afraid of being vulnerable. You don't know that you're trading in, in resentment. So right. like, no wonder when there's not much resentment going on. Right, right. And so, 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 the, so the fourth, do you want to say anything about that one? And then I can go on to the fourth. Yeah. Oh, no, you go, go, keep going. So, yeah. so the, so the fourth obstacle is, well, is, or reason why it's hard is because we don't realize how detrimental that is to us. We don't realize that this is actually a great weight. We don't realize it's in the way of our intimacy. We don't realize it's in the way of our friendships. We don't realize it's in the way of us and our, our creator. You know, if we have a spiritual life, we don't, yes. we, we don't, it's almost like we have no clue about the real cost of holding resentment mm. because it, it costs you in your peace of mind. You know, yes. when you're holding on to resentment, if you're thinking that you're actually holding on to it and mm -hmm. you could just choose to let it go, but I've got tension in my whole body, in my fingers, in my shoulders, I'm holding on, holding on. And although obviously physiologically, um, yes. you're not 
you're not doesn't look like you're carrying anything but you're carrying the tension in your body and yes, that's, that's um, and there's so many studies I, mean, I looked up lots of different yes. studies when I was writing my book of how brilliant it is to do resent you know to do your forgiveness work because you you know it releases your whole body it lowers your cortisol levels it, you know it re reduces stress it lowers your likelihood of having a heart attack yes. you know it's it, and it's almost like it's it's good for everything and I often used yes. to think and in fact I've, I've written this in the book too that if there was a, a magic pill that that we could take yes. that um that would do all of these things you know it would give you um you know this freedom and lower your stress and it even help you lose weight i mean yes. that can be a motivator for some people you know if it helps yes. you to lose weight you know um right. you can mm -hmm. you know, you're more like you're more likely to to do it because right. you're not again not holding on right. and if there was a magic pill you would sell out of the magic pill <laughs> yes. and you buy you know buy two get one free and you give it to your yes. friends and all that sort of thing but you know when you say to somebody oh what you need to do is forgive yes. they're like no i don't yeah, and, and, and the other really hilarious thing sometimes yes. is when I do suggest that people are holding on to resentment, they say, oh, no, no, it's not resentment. I, they're just, you know, they're just disappointing. And so I, I always think of it as like it's on a scale yes. of, you know, like, you know, when you can recognize it as resentment right the way down to just being a bit upset with somebody or let right. down or. So, but it's still resentment by yes. any other name. Yes, 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 yes. So, it's, if you're holding on to that lower vibration energy, whatever name they want to call it, um, towards another person, it is just, that is what is, like you said, it's causing stress. It's causing, it's sometimes it can cause disease, you know, yeah. it's just, and just, and to release it is like releasing a weight and it's freeing, and it's transmuting. And so for everybody to understand that forgiveness of self and another is not condoning bad behavior, mm -hmm. and it's not saying, I'm just gonna be a doormat. It is really all for your benefit and the other, and for your benefit, the other, and ultimately the world, because that of that interconnection. So once mm -hmm. you heal yourself, it heals the world. Yeah. Yeah, it's a rippling effect. It's yeah. like, yes. And that's, and that's the other thing that's really important, Carolyn, because this is, this is in some ways really why I wrote the book. And my dedication is to peace in every heart all around the world. Yes. And because, because I just saw that it's like, if I do my forgiveness work and you do your forgiveness work and yes. all your listeners and viewers do their forgiveness work, and it kind of like, it's, it's almost like we can take care of our own trash. Yes. And if we each do that, yes. Where where else would you find global peace? It's it's right. and again it's almost like you can't legislate for global yes. peace. But I mean I and I know lots of people will say that I'm completely unrealistic and, and no, idealistic. No, no, but not, Bill really, Gates had a Bill Bill Gates had a vision of a computer on every desk. Mm. And, and, look, and and, and now it's almost there. And so I have a vision of forgiveness <laughs> yes. in every heart. And that's, yes. that's just as possible. You know, obviously it, it with definitely. a little bit of help from your friends. Yes. But it's, it's a choice. And yes. so, so imagine that if, if we really took that on board. Yes. And, and everybody who's listening or watching went, okay, I'm going to make a list of all the people I need to forgive and I'm going to do it. Yes. I'm going to work through my list and I'm going to do it. And then you keep a rolling list because you know, yes. I'm not perfect. People yes. annoy me sometimes. And so I write them down in my book and then yes. I do my work. And, you know, and in relationship, I have a beautiful son who sometimes yes. after a while I need to do some more forgiveness work on, you know, and it's just, that's just the nature of being a human being. Yes. And, yes. But it's like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to take responsibility for that and I'm going to yes. do it. And the other thing I've been doing on Facebook, so I've got a forgiveness made easy Facebook page yes. is collecting the numbers of people. So anybody who's read the book and done their forgiveness work, they're telling me, oh, I forgave three people or I forgave one person or whatever. And so I'm going to keep accumulating a number. So at the moment, I'm a 57, which isn't oh, very big, but it's a start. It's a start. I mean, the book's not been out that long. So, yes. um, but yes. I, but it's like, why not? Why not? Why don't we just say I'm making my contribution? And I, and I really do think that your forgiveness is an act of amnesty for humanity. And, yes. and you know, if we are going to create global peace, this is how we do it. It's not in some other realm. It's you deciding that you're going to forgive your husband, your kids, your wife, you know, whatever, you know, whoever you need to forgive. And in that list that everyone's making, I want them to put number one on that list is themselves. The self. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Good. I forgive myself. That's mm. number one. And then 
continue on with the list. But yes, number one, forgiving of self. And like you said, it starts with each of us, each of us doing our part. And it is, we are all interconnected. So as each of us heal and forgive and grow and awaken to the truth that we're all connected, that it's going to world peace. That's the whole goal of this yeah. show is world peace. Yeah. And um, it comes from knowing our interconnectedness and our oneness. So this is so true. And, and, and forgiveness is a huge aspect of knowing that you are one with that other person. Yeah. Yes. And, and, the, and the really beautiful thing is it's a choice. Yes. I mean, that's the, that's the great thing. You know, you, you choose what you eat, what you watch on yes. television, what you wear, where you drive, where you work, your friends. You, it, it's just like an, it's another choice. And that's, mm -hmm. and that's the real beauty of it is it's yes. something that we, we could do. Yes. So that, yes. that's, my, that's my, always my invitation is, yes. It's, yes. is let's, let's be the revolution of peace. Let, let's do it. Yes. Yes. It wasn't, it wasn't Gandhi. Yes. Gandhi. Be the change. Change. Exactly. Be the change you want to see in the world. And that is, yeah. th that yeah. is like a, a wonderful, beautiful quote. I, I mean, it's, it's, it's all right there. All of it yeah. is right there in that quote. Now, please share with our listeners how they can find you, how they can find the book. And also, you said you do um, almost monthly, you do a retreat. Please mm -hmm. give, our give that information to oh, our well, listeners. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, so the so the retreat is in the UK, but everyone's welcome. We do have people flying in from different parts of the world, and it, it's a it's a detoxing retreat, but it's it's physical and emotional. So we do very deep emotional detox work, as well as um, put people through a juice fast, so they feel really healthy on every level. Mm -hmm. And that's ten times a year. And the name of the website for that is vitaldetox.com. Okay. So awesome. and and yeah. So and, and it's, I will it's, have it, the link. I'll yes. Have the link. Okay. You're great. I'll give you that. Yes. <laughs> and it, and it's near Glastonbury in England, which is a very sacred site, and um, mm -hmm. lots of people come um, just to visit the area. There's a very ancient abbey, and there's um, Chaliswell Gardens, which are sacred gardens with a well, mm. which is very beautiful. So it's yeah. it's a it's a beautiful place. And yes. and the, our strap line is one week to change your life, and we do have people say I changed my life. So, and, yeah. and a lot of that is to because they do deep forgiveness work as part awesome. of the journey. So, yeah. Yeah. So, yes. Yeah. And, and, um, and my, my website is, mm -hmm. um, is forgivenessmadeeasy.co.uk. And that's mm -hmm. for the book. And my coaching website is evolutionarycoaching.co.uk. And my music website is barbarajhunt.com. Yes, and I will have all the links at the bottom of this video, but in also in the blog, um, on the on my website there will be a blog on this show, and I'll have all the links in there as well. So uh, this, you know what, this I am so glad we connected because I I love just this this show doing this show. I love connecting with people who are awakened to the truth of mm -hmm. oneness and forgiveness and love unconditional love you you use you were talking about how um when with resentment people just trade one for the other okay i'll love you or i'll stop resenting you if you do what i want you to do that's yes. conditional that's yeah. conditional love so i speak to people all the time about the word unconditional what does unconditional really mean because mm -hmm. that's what God is. God mm -hmm. is unconditional love. And we are all aspects of God. So we are all aspects of unconditional love at our core. And when mm -hmm. we understand that it's not, we can't say we only love a person or we only like a person or we only, you know, can forgive a person if they do this, 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 and this. No. Exactly. Unconditional is unconditional. So I, mm -hmm. I do, I pose that question to people a lot. What is unconditional to you? You know, yeah. and for me, yeah. it's simply unconditional, no conditions. I love yes. you unconditionally. I forgive you unconditionally. Yes. yes. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. So when is the next retreat? Cause I know you say it's a, uh, 
10 times a year. So now we're mm -hmm. early, we're what, early February, I think. <laughs> I guess yes. I lost, get lost track of time and space. <laughs> <lost>. like, <laughs> where yeah. are we? <laughs> yeah. So the, the, ne the next one is the end of February. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, oh, that, and that's coming up very soon. Yeah. Yes. In a couple of weeks time. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. So this show will actually air tomorrow evening, which mm -hmm. is what is tomorrow? <laughs> February 9th. I had to look at the calendar. Like I said, I sometimes I really do. I lose track of time and space because it's just about doing following passion and doing what my heart and spirit is saying to do. And sometimes I'm like, I don't know when it is, but I'm doing it. <laughs> Yeah, it's such um, a pleasure to yes. talk with you, Caroline. You're such a light. Oh, thank, and so are you. And your music is amazing too. I I, fo I found your YouTube. I found some of your songs on YouTube, and I think they're amazing. So mm -hmm. I will have those also. Those links to your your music. Mm -hmm. You're such an you're such an amazing talent, uh, author. Uh, um, artist, musician. I teach piano. I'm not a musician. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you will oh. not, you will not find a mu music video on YouTube of me playing the piano. I teach, I love to teach, um, and just watch the children learn. Yes. <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. But this has been such a wonderful, wonderful time together. The time always flies yes, I whenever I do this show because I could talk, I could talk to you all day and I would love to get to the UK. And if I do, I will definitely look you up. I'm like, hey, yes. I'm in the UK. You'd be really welcome. Oh, yes. uh, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you, Barbara. This has been wonderful. The name of your book, forgiveness made easy try to find it on amazon check it out yes yes <laughs> forgiveness made easy i just love that okay right. thank you so Thanks much barbara so much. for being my guest i love you much Hopefully we will get to meet in person very I'd love soon. That. I would yeah. love that. Love yeah. you. Take care. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thank you so much.